Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to The Art of Decluttering. I'm one of your hosts, Kirsty Ferugia. And I'm Amy Ravel. And we are very, very excited today to have one of our long, long-term friends, Owen, with us. Owen, do you remember what year it would have been that we all met? And welcome, Owen. Hello. How are you? <laughs> it would have been about 22 years ago, I calculated, um, which would have been about 98 yeah, that's about right. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. And um, yeah, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Owen, you have been a very avid listener of our podcast for the last four years. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, and you are also really active in our Facebook group as well. So we want to thank you for that as well. But tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us why you've been following us and other than the fact that you know both of us and you've known both of us for way too long. <laughs> I, um, I've i just recently had a change of lifestyle and uh, Kirsty said, you got to share this with people. People might want to hear your story. Um, so a little bit about me. I grew up in New South Wales. I lived in Melbourne for 10 years during my 20s. That's where I met Amy and Kirsty, and I moved back to Sydney 17 years ago for work and to be closer to family and the warmer weather. And um, I uh, started, I guess the start of my journey was I grew up in a family. There was eight of us, uh, six children, and mum and dad in a three-bedroom house. So there was a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff everywhere, and I had no idea how to cope with that. I just followed the example by putting things in boxes and getting to it later. And it wasn't until I became an adult that I really worked out what you're supposed to do with all this stuff. So it's uh, I've gone from one extreme, I guess, to another. And what do you do for work, Owen? Yeah, my job during the day, I'm an osteopath. And if anyone's not familiar with an osteopath, it's similar to a chiropractor or a physiotherapist. I do a lot of sports injuries and rehab, do a lot of spinal problems, and I treat a lot of paediatrics children as well. Um, a little bit about me. I'm a single guy, never married, still looking for the right lady. I love travelling. Uh, I'll talk more about that a bit later. Um, I'm also a musician, part-time on the weekends. I play bass guitar in a few different bands. Um, and I've done that as, as a like, part-time professional since I was 15 years old. And I thought I wanted to do that as a career, but uh, I did the sensible thing of going <laughs> and getting a day job in 
becoming a professional, something to fall back on. And I guess through COVID, I, with no gigs, I would have had no income. So um, it's a good thing that I had something more um, stable as an income to lean on. Oh, and yeah. you are a wonderful, wonderful osteo. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a sporty person, have been since a kid. I was athletic champion, all that stuff. Um, love skateboarding and rollerblading and water skiing. And uh, when as an adult, I discovered snowboarding, and that's a huge passion of mine now. Uh, I do that at a very high level. Um, I, but I didn't know how to swim until I was 20. And uh, I was about 20, 21, and I thought, I've got to learn how to swim. So I basically taught myself how to swim. And, um, yeah, it took a long time, but I got there and I developed the passion for the water because um, that led to triathlon training. And then I, after that, I went into doing scuba diving and I love body surfing. And, um, yeah, when I go on holidays, I love to go kayaking or using a stand-up paddleboard. So, so what I'm yeah. hearing, Owen, is you're kind of a real homebody. You never really get out. You're not really active or take on challenges. <laughs> and you have no, no real interests and you clearly <laughs> don't have any paraphernalia that go with any of your any interest because you don't have any so this is going to be a really fun conversation <laughs> i've got i've got tons of stuff and that's the hard <laughs> that's the hard thing you buy something <laughs> then you upgrade it you find something better and you go oh what do i do with the old one oh. so yeah there's there's issues there with hanging on to old stuff that you've got good memories with as well so oh my gosh we're yeah, gonna have it's... the best conversation because those hobbies <laughs> you've just named more hobbies than kirst and i have ever even tried in our lives <laughs> oh, excuse me <laughs> i can speak for yourself i'm speaking on behalf of you sister <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just going back to my childhood, I didn't know this until I was an, uh, an adult, but my mum actually suffered from anxiety and agoraphobia and started um, hoarding. So my mum's a, mm. a, um, a hoarder now. And I, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that are associated with that. And I think part of me says, I don't want to be like that. I want to, you know, learn these skills, learn how to be in control of my the stuff that I have and not let it control me. So that's something I uh, I jumped at with both feet. And, um, yeah, I've lived in different rental houses over the years um, and sort of had to move house so often that you got used to giving stuff away and not, not having expensive things. So I don't have a huge attachment to things other than my sporting gear and my music gear. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, jump in Owen and ask you mentioned that mm. your mum now has hoarding disorder is how mm. is that in terms of um communicating your journey to decluttering and minimalism what's that look like in relationship to your family um mum lives alone now dad passed away a few years ago um when we go to visit we can't stay there but we can have meals and um yeah it's 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 more, it's not rubbish. It's just she'll buy books and she'll mm -hmm. buy more books and she'll buy this and she'll buy some clothes that are at a sale somewhere and she'll buy something. So she's buying quality things, but she's just never letting things go. So yeah. after 50 years in the same house, it all builds up. <laughs> Understandably. How does it, yeah. How does it affect the family? Yeah. Um, 
you can't have all of us there at the same time. If we do, we'd go outside and have lunch and that's fine. So, uh, yeah. So moving lots during your uni years and moving back to Sydney and in, and around, how did all those moves affect your desire to want to hold on to everything <laughs> um, or did it have the opposite effect and you you wanted to let go of everything every time you moved? Oh, so when I bought, bought things that I knew may not suit a next house, I wouldn't buy an expensive bed or wouldn't buy an expensive table or chairs. Um, the things that I knew I'd carry with me for life were musical equipment. Um, so I've, I've bought professional grade stuff there and, and have held on to most of that stuff. And, um, yeah, I really enjoy having that. So I guess 80% of what I buy I can get rid of, have no attachment to, but the other 20% you go, no, this, this, is, this is an investment, this is quality, I'm going to keep this and I can enjoy this forever, hopefully, until you get too many of them and then you've got to sell something. <laughs> How many yeah, bass guitars it. do you have, Owen? <laughs> I, I'm down to nine now. I used to have... I think it was 13 or 14. I'm not quite sure how many I had. And, um, yeah, so uh, there's a few I could probably sell, but each of those has been is, is a special tool for a different task. There's not a lot of overlap. So I'll take, um, your, I'll it, take your word for it. Yeah. That's what Simon says about his bikes, Owen. Yeah, I can, <laughs> understand, I can totally understand that, yeah. And so tell us more about... Um, your continuing journey with minimalism and decluttering. Oh, okay. I guess it all started back in 1999. I went to a bookshop and I found a book, Simplicity, Finding Peace by Decluttering Your Life by Kim Thomas. And uh, for about 15 years, that was the one book I had. That was my guidebook. I kept going back to that. It talked about decluttering the physical world. It talked about decluttering your emotional life. And it talked about decluttering your spiritual life. So you think you've learned something and then, okay, there's a new lesson deeper again on the same thing. So it's, uh, it's an interesting, you move house, you go back to the book, you get the inspiration. There's no podcast back then. I didn't know of any other books at all that did this. It was just a one-off book that really made a lot of sense to me. And um, I, my mum gave me a, another book. So mum's actually an artist. She's very creative and has got a really good eye for photography and art. And um, she had bought a book called Colour for Men by Carol Jackson. And that's about uh, clothing and learning what your, your style is and what season colours you are and what colours to buy and which colours match. And it just explained it in a very logical fashion. After I got that book, I went through and got rid of 75% of my clothes because I realised none of them really matched. <laughs> and I just wore the stuff that was the right colour for me. So I can't wear beige and I can't wear cream, but I can wear white and off-white. So things like that, you know which colours. So I'm a summer or a cool summer, some people say. And um, just in that area there, I said, right, I'm decluttering. I'll go through my books as well. Gave away 90% of my books. I I never knew of the term capsule wardrobe, but I was doing that. Once I got rid of the stuff that didn't match and didn't make it, mm. you know, the, the wardrobe, I just had those things. 
And uh, there's a thing called Project 333. I think a couple of people have heard about 33 items of clothing that you wear for three months. I basically did that for a couple of years. And that actually made sense because like, oh, okay, everything matches. I don't need 50 different shirts when this shirt goes with all of my pants. So it was just made sense for me to do that. Um, fast forward to about 2004, I started working, started earning an income. I just bought clothes that appealed to me and um, none of it really matched. It just looked like I was buying op shop clothes but new. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I went, okay, I need, to, I need some sort of how does this all fit together. And there was a book by Carson Kresley from the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. It's called Off the Cuff. And he basically explains clothes so an engineer understands them. It was very logical. And I just went, oh, oh, yeah, I need more blue jeans and beige trousers or whatever and less of these. And, okay, yep, that makes sense. These jackets go with everything. And um, just saw the, the gaps in my wardrobe and purchased the staple items that you wear a lot of mm. and less of the less of the things that appealed to my eye because and um yeah I ended up buying a lot less clothes after that because I just realized the importance of you know a, a, a gray t-shirt or a white t-shirt works everywhere you know <laughs> I love the birds in your background so oh, right. <laughs> you can hear the beautiful birds of Balmoral <laughs> uh, I um Tiny, tiny houses became a bit of a trend. I got very interested in those as well. The, um, how they focused on the lifestyle and being in, um, you know, a special location and nice surroundings. And I thought I couldn't live in a small space, but I like the idea of that, um, the freedom from the stuff and from the clutter and the excess and just having a lifestyle. And um, that always intrigued me, but I never quite gelled with the tiny houses, but something sparked there. Fast forward to about 2017, was it, when Art of Decluttering started? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, good memory. <laughs> yep. Kirsty says, Kirsty says, hey, we're about to start this new podcast. Go and have a listen. And I was hooked from the first episode. And when it's people write a review and says it sounds like somebody is sitting down having a cup of tea with old friends, well, it does feel like I'm sitting down with old friends. <laughs> <laughs> How they talk in the podcast is how they talk in real life. They're, it's they're very genuine, very real people. And I just, yeah, I love the content, but I love the people as well. So it's a oh, double win for me. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that sparked a few ideas of going searching. So I discovered Marie Kondo's book. Uh, there's two of those. Interestingly, I'd learned so much over the previous, I guess, 19 years. I didn't learn a lot from Marie Kondo because I was already doing everything she taught. Um, but the one thing that I did learn was I used to stack T-shirts and now I fold them vertically and they fit in better, um, which, yeah, yes, I'd, I'd never do. done that before. Yeah, It's great how you can and, glean ev- like little bits from every person, Owen, as you, as you go down your journey. It's like well, at the start you were picking up everything from that first book and now you're like picking and choosing the bits to add and add depth to your journey. Totally, yeah, I, I totally get that. That's exactly right. And sometimes you just need to be reminded. Like this. I listen to every episode of Art of Decluttering and you kind of go, yeah, I know this, but you go, oh, I've never thought about it that way. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I had opaque plastic containers you couldn't see through and Amy keeps saying, go and get clear plastic containers. You can see what's in them. And I started doing that and I went, oh, now I know where that thing is in the cupboard because I can see it without pulling it down. It just... <laughs> Little things like that, that really made a difference. So um, it might be small, but it actually makes life 
significantly easier, even though it just seems, yeah, you wouldn't think it would, but it really does. Do you know one thing thing I absolutely love about you, Owen, is your absolute thirst for knowledge, but not for knowledge's sake for your development. Like you are such a huge sponge of information. Oh, thank you. You recite it back to all of us (laughs) who are your friends regularly and that's we love that too. But I also I just love how not only how thirsty you are, but just how much that thirst when it's quenched actually transforms you. Like you you don't just take it on for knowledge's sake. You Mm. you let it you let it seep in and change you. And I love I love watching you learn and I love watching you adult <laughs> and middle adult. Isn't it funny right. that we're now, we're, we're middle age and, but I love that you're always. Not yet, not yet, not yet. We're still, still in between. Mm, yeah. Yes, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, we're right. in this in between season, but I love that you're so curious still and right. so hungry for knowledge <laughs> and thank you. Oh, uh, great. Thank <laughs> inspiring you. Inspiring me. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. Keep telling us. Keep telling us your journey. Uh, yeah, there was um, one other thing. It was the Joshua Brecker. Watched a lot of his uh, YouTube clips and going, I know that. I know that. It's just a fresh way of hearing it. And the uh, the minimalists, Joshua and Ryan, mm. whatever their last names are, um, yeah, it was just a fresh way of hearing the old story. It's um I didn't so much learn new things, but it's just oh, okay. Yeah, that's 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 another level. I can I can do more of that. That's good. Oh, and it sounds like you've really nailed the minimalism and organizing. What yeah. does intentional living look like to you? Like, how has that impacted on your lifestyle choices and the way that you live? Um, I am quite a frugal person. I don't spend money willy nilly. But if I find something I like and it's good quality and I know it'll last, I'm happy to pay the price. So instead of ten dollar t-shirts, I'll buy one forty or fifty dollar t-shirt and have that for fifteen years. So it's something that will I know will age and keep rather than last a season and get thrown out. Um, so yeah, um, being intentional, I guess, is just buying only the things you really need and you'll use a lot. And you love using them or love looking at them. Mm. I guess that's it's it's fairly simple explanation, but that's that's it in a nutshell. Do I need it? Will I use it? Do I love it? Mm. Perfect. <laughs> the other thing about being intentional, my brother asked me this question years ago for, that he learned uh, in the self development course, and it was a really confronting question, but a really simple question, and it just was, "What do you want?" What do you want? You just ask yourself that question. And it's it's such a simple question. It's deceptively, um, it, it cuts right to the core. So you just need to know who you are and what you want. But you also go, well, oh, that's what I want, but I have to decide to do it and I have to actually do it. It's, that's the second half of it. Being intentional is actually following through with the intentions and doing those things. So we've been in. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lockdown. Luckily, in Sydney, we've only had this is only our second round of lockdowns, unlike Melbourne, who have had five. Mm. And we had six weeks last year also, and now we're into our fifth week and heading into another four weeks. What Mm. have you learned about yourself during lockdown? These two reactions you can have is you resist it and you don't like it and you fall into bad habits. Or you can look at it as a great opportunity to stop and slow down and get to know yourself again Mm. at a deeper level. And I did a lot of the first for a few months and or just kept myself busy. And this second time around, it's like, ah, I'm not caving with it this time. I just kept myself busy last time. But um, it's just just heightened my awareness that um, I wasn't doing the things that was important to me um there's a stony mitchell song um big yellow taxi Uh, you don't know what you've got till it's gone and it just what hit me the second time was you go what is it that i actually do want what what am i not getting and not being able to travel to do the things that i want to do um the biggest thing i love doing is going to the beach being on the water or in the water or just looking at the water Uh, i love swimming but all the swim local uh, swimming pools are closed and I've lived too far away from the beach before to actually go and swim. So it's like, oh, that's been taken away from me. I can't travel this. Um, the area that I'm in, um, there's a lot of um, – the area that I lived in before, there's a lot of traffic noise and a lot of business, a lot of repeated cars on the road and a lot of through traffic being a, a major hub just near the freeway. Um so, yeah, I, 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 it's the polar opposite of what I wanted. I love being around trees. There was no national parks where I was. Um, I love walking through trees, um, just hearing the birds. That's, that, that's, I do that every day. That means a lot. Just have peace, of quiet, peace and quiet. Um, yeah. There was, I could hear sirens. There's a set of lights near my house. You could hear at night time, even through the middle of the night. A police car doesn't want to stop, so they just put their sirens on, go through the through the thing, and ten seconds later they turn it off. But it's enough to wake you up in the middle of the night. So I got sick of that. And lawn mowers and leaf blowers and whipper snippers, you know, early in the morning, you go, no, nah, not interested in that. Um, lockdown last year, um, I didn't go to the snow for snowboarding, and I thought, no worries, that's all right, it'll be fine. I'll just go next year. And then this year, lockdowns are even more intense and they've just announced it's another four weeks. Mm. So August is the best snow and we're not going to be allowed to leave Sydney to go down the snow 
for the best snow of the year. So it's it's pretty much shot unless we get a late dump of snow, which only happens about one every four years. So fingers crossed and praying that something like that comes through. Um, but I did rediscover my love for snowboarding. Uh, sorry, for skateboarding. I borrowed my brother's skateboard and been riding that around. And it's not quite the same, but it scratches the itch. Yeah, um, and what, what you're describing, Owen, is like you determining what you want your life to be like and then going after that and not just sitting around going, oh, I wish that I could swim more. I wish I had less noise traffic. I wish I had this. Actually, no, mm. this is what it's going to take and I'm going to do it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, so where I, have you moved I, to? Tell us that. Tell us where you've moved to and what that change has been. I live in North Sydney now in, in a across the road from a beach called Balmoral Beach and I can see the beach at my window and I can hear the waves slapping at the ocean mm. at night. That's very refreshing, very relaxing. Um, yeah, I sleep really well here. I don't hear the noise of traffic. Everything's quiet by about 8 o'clock at night. And, um, yeah, I can get up and go watch the sunrise and have a swim in the freezing cold water. <laughs> but, yeah, feel, feel alive. It's good. It's, it's really good. Yeah. So you moved from a house and you downsized to an apartment. So surely you can't keep your nine bases in your one bedroom or the one bedroom that you have in your apartment. Tell us about what that move has meant for you and your uh, <laughs> all of your paraphernalia to do with your <laughs> sports and hobbies. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... That was a sudden decision and I'm still working out exactly what I need to do with that. <laughs> I've <laughs> been wanting a sea change for years but just sort of was in sort of standby mode mm. and then all of a sudden I was ready, right timing, it all happened. So last week was when I moved. I, um, I took a lot of my um, stuff that wasn't going to fit in the apartment to a couple of friends' houses and I uh, planned to sell the stuff from there. I had a really nice rowing machine and I used that regularly and that was great for fitness. And my cousin said to me, she said, uh, so why do you need to keep that when you can just actually go out on the water and row or <laughs> paddle? Or, and I just went, you're right. So I told my friend I was selling it and he jumped at the opportunity. Oh, I'll buy it off you. Great. So it's sitting in his shed, he's, sorry, his garage now and he can use that. Um, yeah, there's a couple of bases that I realise I don't play often enough to keep so i'm happy to let some of those go um, but the ones that i've had very strong connections with um i'll keep those so keep half sell half that's i guess what the plan is there have you kept things that describe for us what the apartment is that you've moved into is it one bedroom two bedroom are you on your own are you with someone and how how are you storing the things that you have kept have you got a storage cage or a storage unit Okay. It's a two-bedroom apartment. I share with the guy that I met through an ad online and just instantly had a music connection and, you know, a water connection and just went, okay, I'll get along with this guy really well. You just have that sense. And I just, just intuitively went, yeah, that's the right one. And I just knew I was going to get it. So it's just um, it's a third-floor apartment so without an elevator, so it keeps me fit, carrying things <laughs> up and down. So anything big and heavy, uh, I've got two items in the storage locker downstairs, a speaker cabinet for my bass guitar for gigs and a bicycle um, and anything else that 
I need will can actually fit in my wardrobe. I've decluttered my stuff so much. I've got a wardrobe that's a double decker hanging space. And I've got so few things to hang, I'm only using half of the wardrobe. So the bottom half is actually I can store my music gear out of, awesome. away and out of sight. So it's like, oh, I can bring more stuff, but I, but I won't, <laughs> but I can. <laughs> and you can store the things you love there. I can fit everything in here and I haven't really even got to the, the linen closet yet. So, wow. um, yeah, I've got room to spare. That's pretty amazing. I don't think many people that move into effectively a one-bedroom because you're sharing and say, mm. I have room to spare and I love water sport and other sport and music. Like that's phenomenal, Owen. Oh, well, thank you. I, I thought I was, it, was, it was hard getting right down to the bare nails and going, you know, I've got rid of this, I've got rid of this, and now I've got a, the last of it. And going, oh, it's – but you, you – I don't mind giving up the things because the things were just filling a gap that I didn't have in my lifestyle. So I can't, couldn't go out to places. So you buy things mm. to have at home. But when you realise the house is just somewhere where I sleep and it stores my essentials and I spend half the time outside and enjoying being out in nature uh, or at work, it's, I don't need to have a house full of things because it's just there. It's doing the purpose of, of um, it's, it's, it's what I call a traveller's mindset. Just carry what you need and don't um, uh, just carry what you need for the journey. You don't need to have everything and hold on to everything. Awesome. Um, just in case. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds like you've had a bit of a mind shift over the last couple of weeks in particular because I remember your post on Facebook asking everybody, how can I store all of these things that are really important to me? And yeah. already you've let go of some of those really important things to you. Yeah. Um, when the realisation hit, I sent a message to Kirsty and just let her know. I just wrote, uh, looking back, I realised that I had turned to stuff to fill a gap in my life because I wasn't living the life I wanted. I've been wanting a sea change for years. Now that I am living the life I want, it's so much easier to see what I need and what I can let go. Oh. And it just came out. I just went, ah. Oh, wow. That, <laughs> Owen, can we have your permission to um, type that up and share it on our Facebook community? Because I think that the way that you've worded that is quite profound and will make people go, I wish I could say that and what can I do so that I can say that? Absolutely. Happy for you to do that. Yeah. If I can help someone, I'm, I'd be glad to. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's been so um heartwarming for me to watch you over the last couple of weeks in particular like the joy that you've been sending me in text messages um mm. and showing sending me photos from out your window and from around the place it's been lovely to see your journey to be right. witness to that and it makes me really really happy as your friend that you get to be to achieve what you want, mm. like to have sat there in lockdown and gone, actually, I'm really not living the life that I would love to be able to live and then being really intentional about that. It's been a joy yep. to watch. So thank you for thank you for letting me letting me watch it. No, oh, thank you. Thanks for being the inspiration and just encouraging words. It's just like, ah, oh, yeah, that's great. That just gives me a little little lift, you mm. know. Um, yeah, it's excellent. Thank you. It's so important to find the people that share your values. I would love to know in that, how did you 
were there particular criteria or filters that you wanted to put on who you would be happy to live with when it comes to minimalism? How did you know you weren't going to move in with someone that left stuff everywhere and made all the communal spaces stressful for you rather than it the perfect idyllic lifestyle? My housemate is a, um, a corporate accounts manager. He's very good at organising, very good at communicating and um if something needs to do you just say something okay done and it's it's not there's no pestering there's no uh there's just clear channels of communication um at the beginning he he said um things like oh what about making mess and putting these away i said oh i don't feel like i can sit down and relax until i've done the dishes you know or just (laughs) made my bed you know just i just get that done walk out of the room the room's tidy that's that's a habit that i've gotten into and I, I mentioned that and he said, oh, great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, I knew immediately. Spirits. Yeah. It was yeah. even in the ad, wasn't it? Like he said in the ad that you had to be clear communicator. Like there was, I remember seeing stuff in the ad that you sent Yes, me yeah, I place. sent you the ad. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a good one for <laughs> Yes. Yeah. No, it's great. I'd forgotten that, but yeah, that's that's exactly right. It's just like if yeah, just a little bit of communication, everything's organised. It's sort of it's it's dead easy. Yeah. Oh, and I'd love to ask you a question um, about yeah. living as a single person, but living a mm-hmm. full life. How yeah. do you think the what's the additional challenges when you're a single person? Um, I know I've got friends and family that are single that say I can't blame that mess on anybody else. Like it's it's all my problem because I'm the one that created it, but I'm also the one that needs to clean it up. How has how have you found that as an adult? Ah, uh, just own it. If it's you, it's just own it. Don't don't blame other people. Don't make excuses. Um, it's just like a mirror that's polished and it shines everything back clearly. Mm. You you just go yeah, that's me. Um, but also you've got there's you've got to believe in yourself that you can give something a go and if you don't get it right, give it another go. No one's marking you. No one's watching you. Just give it another go. Give it another go. Read another book. Find something and go, ah, that's what I needed. Yeah. So some things I tried again and again and again and, and hadn't worked that out, some things out for years. Other things, oh, it's not like every the first thing I, I heard of something I implemented immediately. Mm. It took time. I had to keep going back to that, keep going back to that. Why is that always happening? And go, ah, oh, because I get distracted, I start something and I'm, I move on to something else. So I just implemented good habits in the day-to-day things and, um, yeah, things things just started falling into place over time. Thank you. Oh, I'm I real think that's br- helpful. I think that's really helpful for people. I think it's testament to you as well, as I said before, that you are such a um, reflective person. You do you do want to do the work on yourself. You're always looking to grow and change. You know that tomorrow's Owen is going to be a different version of today's Owen, um, mm. and you are you are such a reflective person, and mm. you're such a you are always wanting to become a better version of yourself. And mm-hmm. so I do think that it, it, it can be really challenging whether you're single or you're married or divorced or, you know, a young person or an old person. It can be really challenging to be reflective because mm. that mirror is 
really ugly sometimes and it's <laughs> beautiful most of the time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it can be it can be challenging to look into that mirror. Um, mm. and so I do um, I'll again want to thank you for being a person in my life who always encourages me to be reflective. Um, and thank you for demonstrating that so well to me um, over our 22 years of friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just and thank you too for encouraging our listeners to be that person, to be reflective, to go, okay, how can I, how can I, what can I do to change? And what can I do to be a different person tomorrow mm-hmm. than I am today? Mm. Oh, and it has been yeah. such a delight. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners that we haven't quite touched on yet? Um, just some of the encouraging quotes that I've read over the years. Um, um, be patient with yourself. Even a small change is a change. Mm-hmm. And um, you might not be able to have big changes, too much going on in life, but there's little things you can do. And um, if there's a season of taking small steps, or just maintaining what you've got, that's fine because there'll come another season where um, doors open up and you just, like I felt like I was in a waiting pattern, waiting, 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 and now everything happens all at once. <laughs> so, so it, yeah, just be ready. Make, just make your heart ready for something to come. Don't give up hope. Um, yeah, don't stop believing in yourself. And, um, yeah, just, just keep exploring. It's life's an adventure. Life's fun. Life's life's glorious, and it's not something to sit back and you know um, squander. That smile on your face says everything. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It just shows the joy that you have. Thank you so much, Owen. I've got a beautiful review here that has been left by Erin MG on Apple Podcasts from the USA, and it's titled "Affirming," and it's a five-star review. And they write, too often, the work done at home, often by women, is not given proper value. In generations past, women had fewer professional options, but at least we were culturally taught that the work done at home is real work. I think this sentiment has faded into the background, though the work is still there. I'm very organised, but my family of five still keeps me busy and it can be hard to tackle the challenges of house and home. The art of decluttering keeps me motivated and affirms that what I do for my family and for my home matters. And I love this. Also, thanks for the Michigan shout out. We in Michigan usually say we're Michiganders. And with the competitive rivalry between University of Michigan and Michigan State, many also identify as being either Wolverines or Spartans. Still love the Mm -hmm. show. Erin, who is a Wolverine apparently. (laughs) I love that because I have no idea. I actually don't even know what sport you're talking about, Erin. Owen, do we know what... (laughs) Wolverines and Spartans are the basketball. I'm presuming it's it's college college football. Oh, college football. There yeah. you go. That's not what I would have guessed, clearly, because I thought it was basketball. But today we want you to leave us a review if you identify with where you live based on a sports team. So maybe you might say, yes, I'm a Wolverine or a Spartan or a Red Sox or a Chicago Bullion, whatever they are. GWS or a Bombers or a Sydney Swans. So if your sports team is part of your identity, it's your turn to leave a review for us. It does help us to find new listeners and it also helps because it encourages us as hosts it's so lovely to hear back. And as we hear from Owen today, it's it's lovely to hear in long form and short form your experience with us as well. 
So thank you, Owen, for being our friend for more than 22 years. Um, thank and you. thank you for always encouraging Amy and I in our endeavours, um, and particularly this endeavour of the podcast and our business, The Art of Decluttering. It's been fun having you here today. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Keep being you. Thanks, Owen. And if you want to encourage Owen, just come over into our Facebook community and say hello because Owen's often in there. Um, so you can go, hey, we know who you are, Owen, and thanks and let us hear the birds and tell us about your swim in 14-degree cold water today. <laughs> we will see you all next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.